Welcome to the Rimfire Tactical Podcast. This is your host, Chris, from rimfiretactical.com, and I'm glad you're here. Welcome to episode 48, everyone. Hope you guys are staying safe and healthy throughout the COVID chaos, the Corona Chronicles, or whatever it is that we're calling it this week. You know, at the time of this recording, we seem to be going through a lot of very rapid changes as people are talking about the coronavirus. And and this episode is not going to be something that's focused uh, on that, but just an observation from somebody that knows absolutely nothing about the medical side of any of this, uh, but also someone that uh, does get very intrigued by thought processes and what impacts how people handle things and, and uh, how they react to them, which is actually, interestingly enough, it's actually going to be the subject of today's episode. But it is very interesting to me that back in February and March, when all of the talk really started to focus about this virus and how it may or may not impact things in the United States, one of the comments that I heard very early on was that it spreads quickly. And when it does spread, just a heads up, things are going to get bad and then the government will start to lock things down. Now, this was more of a national thing. The, the person that was talking about it instead of something being done on like the local town or city um, government or even, um, you know, states uh, with governors. But they said, you know, the states and everyone, somebody's going to start locking down uh, businesses and basically telling people to stay home. And when they do that, the numbers will start to drop and things will get into check. And then everyone will start to feel better. And when that happens, then they'll start to open things up again. And then the numbers will go up. And then we'll go through another cycle of things being closed down. And in essence, what's going to happen is a roller coaster effect, uh, really until a supposed, uh, I guess you could say, until there is some sort of a uh, shot you can take, some sort of a vaccine, something along those lines. Now, the interesting thing about it, a lot of the people who are, uh, you know, when you hear them talk about anything with the vaccine, they're like, I ain't taking that. I ain't letting the government put nothing in my body because who knows what Bill Gates has got going on there. So it's just really interesting. It's got, uh, you know, the coronavirus has nothing to do with this episode, but uh, it's just something that's fresh on my mind because I see so much about it. But let me tell you what does have to do uh, a bit with this episode. Um, For those of you that aren't familiar One of the main sponsors of this podcast. Uh, It's the only consistent sponsor we have because I've never went out looking for sponsorships. Uh, The couple of uh, companies that had asked about or suggested they might be interested in sponsoring the podcast, their idea of sponsoring it would require a lot of uh, time being spent talking about their products and virtually no time being spent talking about competitors products and you know i didn't create this podcast 
or the Rimfire Tactical Facebook group or rimfiretactical.com uh, or the swag store that uh, we've got coming up or even when we uh, eventually launch the forum. I didn't create any of those things looking for sponsors and looking for uh, a way to make money uh, for this. Uh, this was something I put together because I'm very passionate about rimfires and rimfire shooting. But a long-standing sponsor of the show is a company called Get Accurate Payments, getaccuratepayments.com. And the reason that I've been so passionate about them and their products and services is because as someone who works with business owners on a daily basis, we get into lots of different conversations about not only what, uh, what I'm there to talk to them about, but we talk about a lot of different things from the business world, everything from advertising and marketing to um, accounting. And, you know, most business owners are always looking to try to find ways to be more efficient, to grow their business. Um, let's face it, we all want to make more money. Uh, we all want to reduce our expenses. And, you know, we want to do those things, but at the same time, we still want great customer service. We want everything to work as it should. And uh, frankly, that's not always possible. Uh, some industries more than others, but in the credit card payments world, unfortunately, there's a lot of companies out there that offer credit card processing to businesses, but a lot of those companies have a less than stellar reputation. And a lot of that comes from uh, predatory or deceptive selling comes from um, changes in the uh, processes uh, after someone has become a client. And there's lots of other things, but we're not going to go into a lot of detail there. But at the end of the day, what's most important is if you are a business and you're not taking credit cards, I would absolutely recommend you consider doing that because when it when someone's spending money when they're making a purchase there's been millions of dollars spent on human behavior and one of the things that has come to light is that quite a few people have a uh, it's a negative impulse in their mind when they are making a purchase and using cash when they're pulling money out of their wallet and handing it to someone to someone it's a negative experience emotionally because they're handing over their hard earned money. That same impulse does not exist though, when most people are making purchases with a credit card or even a debit card. And a lot of that is because you're handing the card over or in, in most cases now, you're actually using the credit card yourself. You're inserting it into a card reader. You're uh, taking it back and putting it in your wallet. So you're not handing something over. You're, you're actually just using that same thing over and over again. And along with the millions of dollars that have been spent researching purchasing habits, there's also been quite a bit of time and, and money spent on research that shows something that is pretty obvious if you just think about how you probably purchase things. When most people make a purchase, 
if they're paying in cash, a lot of times they're limited to the cash on hand, of course, but it's, it's very easy to justify not spending as much because you're handing over those hard-earned dollars. But if you can put a purchase on a credit card, well, suddenly, you know, maybe it makes sense to go with the, the better of the two choices that you're trying to decide between. The one that's more expensive, but it gives you more of what you're looking for. And this is true whether we're talking about guns, cars, clothes, furniture, you name it. A credit card gives you the ability to make that payment, um, make the purchase, but then spread that payment out if you need to or whatever. And so if you are a business owner, someone who's uh, not taking credit cards, I would highly recommend it. I think you would see a, uh, an increase in your sales because most people will tend to purchase more on credit card. And let's face it, even before the coronavirus came around, a lot of people out there don't carry cash or weren't carrying cash. Now, at the time of this recording, not only are people not carrying cash as much, they don't want to touch cash. They don't want to touch change. Um, banks are now telling their business accounts that they have a coin shortage. A, and so they're not handing out change to businesses on a daily basis the way they have in the past. So some businesses are saying, if you insist on paying in cash, just know we're not going to be able to give you change. We're going to have to round up. So if you're purchasing something that is $52.12 and you give us $53, we're going to say thank you. We're not giving you your 88 cents in change. If you give us $55 for your $52.18 purchase, we're going to give you back $2 in change instead, or I'm sorry, uh, um, yeah, uh, $2 and change because we're not going to give you any coins. So if you don't want to give us more, then what you actually owe, because we're not going to give you the change, we suggest you put your purchase on a credit card. And to go even further, a lot of businesses are saying, we're not taking cash or coins at this time. And let's face it, most businesses in 2020 aren't taking checks because the risk is too large of receiving a bounced check. So a lot of companies now are even going so far as to say, we only want you to pay by credit card because we don't want our employees to get sick and we're worried that if they touch your cash, we don't know where you've been and your cash could have the, the Rona on it as, uh, as you hear about in the news a lot. You know, we, we're afraid that our employees not only could, could get something from the change, the, the uh, cash that they're touching from the customers, they're also concerned about um, a perceived liability. They take cash from one customer, and even if they're wearing gloves, a lot of places are leaving or having the employees wear these gloves all day. So every single time that glove touches something, it's picking up what you know, whatever um, uh, germs are on the item that they're picking up, and then it's also transferring those germs 
to anything else they touch. So um, I guess maybe if you if you're someone who pays in cash or someone that uh, um, you know just prefers to go that route, I guess your best bet is to be the very first person in the store each day instead of you know throughout the day or one of the last ones. But uh, anyway, I say all that because getaccuratepayments.com they do a great job. They work with businesses, all different types of businesses, whether you're retail uh, uh, retail store. You're a service-based business where you need to be able to process payments out in the field with your customers. You have an e-commerce business. They do it all. Restaurants, point-of-sale systems, you name it. They have all the options available. And the reason that they're a major sponsor of this podcast is because they are Second Amendment friendly. And if you are someone who happens to be in the gun industry in any way, shape, or form, no doubt you have learned the hard way, hopefully from someone else's experiences and not yours, that a lot of companies out there bank in the banking world, as well as in the software world, are not friends of the Second Amendment. There are countless stories of gun shops, gun manufacturers, um, even companies who make gun parts, but don't actually produce guns themselves, there's countless stories of those types of companies having their merchant accounts shut down with no notice whatsoever and suddenly losing the ability to process credit card payments. In some cases, the company that was doing the credit card processing even went so far, and in this particular case, we're talking about uh, Intuit and QuickBooks, I believe it was with Thunder Ranch that they it was uh, they went so far as to actually refund people's credit cards for purchases they had made with that business. Over four hundred thousand dollars in refunds that they processed and left the the business high and dry. So if you own a business uh, in, in any way, shape, or form in uh, the gun industry. I would strongly suggest you reach out to getaccuratepayments.com, talk with one of the, the knowledgeable folks there. They have a contact form on the website. You can fill that out, and one of their folks will get in touch with you. There is no hard sales pitch. They are simply looking to try to help you and your business. They'll ask some questions to learn about your business so they can make sure that they're giving you the best recommendation that they can based off their years and years of experience. And if it's a good fit, fantastic. They're not going to put you in a contract like so many companies do. They're not going to lease you equipment like so many companies do. And they're also not going to do those silly things where they're telling you that you get something free. You're getting free equipment or something like that. Just to later find out that that equipment is, you know, truly a lease at 30, 40, $50 a month for the next four or five years. So head on over to getaccuratepayments.com, fill out the contact form, and see if they can help you in your business. Reduce your credit card processing costs, speed up your deposit time into your checking account, and remove a lot of the hassles that come with the credit card processing industry. All right, guys, now that we've got that out of the way, we're going to talk about something that, uh, frankly, it just cracks me up. Um, 
And it cracks me up because I had this happen to me. And if you've ever been one of those folks that is out somewhere, you're around people that you don't know. And then somehow you overhear a part of a conversation and you figure out that the people are talking about you, but they don't know they're talking about you. It's a really interesting thing uh, to, uh, to experience. Um, thankfully, I haven't had it happen that often. But um, not too long ago, I was in a gun shop. Shocker. I know you guys will be totally amazed by that. Uh, just, you know, completely speechless that, you know, Chris is talking about being in a gun shop. But I was in this gun shop, and there was a guy that came in, and... <laughs> it's too funny. So this guy comes in and he's asking some questions about 22s. And he's he's specifically asking them some questions about 22 long rifles and if they'll really shoot past 100 yards. And he's asking some questions about some different rifles that they didn't have in the store. And um you know, he's just asking several several questions and he's trying to learn. And so finally one of the guys in the gun shop, because uh, I've got this guy and several of them into shooting 22s a lot, uh, to the point where um, for every 100 rounds that they'll fire, there's actually three or four guys that work there. For every three or, I'm sorry, for every 100 rounds that they'll fire in center fire, and that's going to be anywhere from just depending on what you know what mood they're in that day. It might be a six millimeter Creedmoor, a six five Creedmoor, or maybe a uh, uh, six, uh, millimeter bench rest. Uh, uh, that's, that's a big one for one of the fellows right now. Um, two twenty three. for, for every hundred rounds, they're going to fire and center fire. They're going through at least two to three bricks. So that we're talking a thousand to 1500 rounds of 22. And some of it's going through, um, handguns, not many, but some, some of it's going through lever guns. Uh, let's face it, if, um, if you've never shot a lever action, whether it's a Marlin, a Henry, a Winchester, I promise you, <laughs> you're in for a treat. They're so much fun to shoot. Um, and, and several of these guys, they, they do have lever guns they like to plink with from time to time. But a majority of their time is spent on precision rimfire now. Uh, and I've got them... Um, and I say, I've got them. I got them interested. They've done the work. They've, they've been the ones to go out, spend the time at the range, test the ammo, things like that. But really the reason they got started in the, uh, shooting 22 so much, I, I mean, every time they were going to the range, uh, I, I'm sure they were like myself and, and probably most of the folks that listen to this podcast, most of us shoot center fire as well, but you know, if you're going to go out and put a hundred rounds in a day, and I'm just using that number because it's, it's one that a lot of people who shoot center fire would say, that's crazy. When we're talking about rifles, especially a lot of people would say to go out and shoot a hundred rounds of 308 or six, five Creed more. Um, you know, that's a, that's an expensive day. B that is a day that you're going to be at the range for a while because you need to let the barrel cool some. I mean, you can fire, you know, three, four, maybe five rounds, shoot a group, 
but you're going to need to let that barrel cool some or uh, depending on who made the barrel and, and how well uh, it was stress relieved, you're going to start to see your groups open up because the barrel is going to be hot. And um, in either case, like I said, you know, whether you're firing, you're firing out uh, factory ammo or hand loads, 100 rounds um, in just about any uh, centerfire caliber can get expensive. There was a time when you could went through 100 rounds of uh you know, just some bulk, uh, five, five, six, the 55 grain full metal jacket. I mean, you could blast that away a hundred rounds of that pretty quickly. Uh, but if you're out shooting for precision, you know, it's, it's going to get expensive. It's also going to be, you know, rather time consuming, especially if you're doing something like working up loads or, uh, you know, just not even working up loads, but just shooting groups, testing different, factory loads. So you're not even, you know, dealing with, um, different charge weights and stuff like that. You're just trying to figure out what factory ammo shoots the best. You're still going to have to let the barrel cool and things like that. So these guys, the reason I tell you all about that is because these guys in this particular shop, they're knowledgeable. They are great guys. But I mean, they understand not only how much fun shooting a 22 at longer ranges can be, but they also understand very, very well that, you know, some rifles will prefer certain ammos, uh, a certain ammo where other rifles may not. And um, during this process of these guys becoming more interested, they've gotten much better about um, not only um, picking up better quality rifles, uh, that doesn't mean always more expensive, but just better rifles they don't treat these rifles as just a 22. Um, they, they treat them much differently in several cases, you know, pulling better quality scopes off of centerfire rifles and putting those on their 22s. And, you know, they're not interested in going to Walmart, even though they work at a gun shop. A lot of times they could buy, you know, bulk box of 550 rounds of federal cheaper at Walmart than they can from their wholesalers, uh, especially in a, in this particular time right now, because, you know, COVID uh, protests, riots, murder hornets. Um, gosh, I don't know. Um, you know, dragon bears, who knows what the next thing's going to be. I mean, come on this year. Think about it. We lost Kobe. We've had all these crazy things happen. You know, Popeye's decided they they were the kings of the Holy Bird instead of um, Chick-fil-A. You know, I blame those guys. I think they're the ones that started all this stuff off in 2020. But, I mean, there's been so many stupid things happening this year or crazy things happening or just unbelievable. That's that's the better thing. Not stupid, not crazy, just unbelievable. I mean, who would think in 2020 that, you know, we would be experiencing what we are. But, um you know, right now, if you haven't been in a gun shop or anything anywhere, um, there's a good chance that if you were to walk in, you're going to be surprised. A, you're probably going to be surprised. The shop doesn't have a whole lot of ammo, regardless of the caliber. Um, in addition to maybe not having much ammo, their shelves probably look a little bare as well. Uh, it's been really difficult for a lot of shops to get in inventory. And they're selling inventory at an all-time high, but they're not getting a lot to replace it. 
So, um, you know, if you go, if you, if you've been putting off purchasing something, I don't know that I would wait that much longer because the supply chain is getting pretty bare from what I've been told. And the reality is um, with everything happening with COVID, a lot of the manufacturers, they're, they're not able to produce in quantities like they have in the past because of social distancing and all that stuff. So the wholesalers are getting a trickle in on you know new products versus the steady flow that they had before. And so when they're just getting a trickle coming in, you can imagine the smaller gun shops in, in particular that might only order five or 10 guns a month, are, they're probably not going to get uh, any preference from the wholesalers when they've got another business that orders 100 guns a month. So it can be quite the challenge. But again, I go into all that detail because as this guy's asking these questions to the fellow in the gun shop, at some point, the guy in the gun shop, he tried to answer all the questions and he said, hey, you know what? You see this guy standing down here? And the the customer looked down towards me because he was pointing at me. Meanwhile, I'm over here minding my own business. I'm looking at something totally unrelated. I'm actually looking at a 357 revolver trying to decide if I, you know, should purchase one. Uh, oddly enough, because I realized I didn't have a 357 and um, I, I am a fan of being prepared and uh, all of that. So it's not that I need a 357, but if you go through the gun shops right now, one of the things that I've noticed in my area is there is plenty of ammunition on the shelf uh, for 357 and 38 special. Uh, there's a decent supply of 44 Magnum, although and 44 Special, but not nearly as much because mainly those handgun calibers aren't nearly as popular where I live as 38s and 357s. But there's a lot of ammunition on the shelf for those, uh, even though you can't you can't hardly find a box of nine millimeter or 40 caliber anywhere. I'm a huge fan of the 10 millimeter and. Uh, 10 millimeter ammo is available at times in some of the shops, but you know, nothing like what you see with 38s and 357s. But anyway, back to the story. So this guy, um, you know, works at the shop. He's pointing at me and going, that guy down there, he can tell you anything that you want to know about 22s. And, you know, at this point, it's like, okay, I went from being a customer to now I'm going to have to start answering some questions, which I'm happy to do. But, you know, <laughs> At the same time, I'm like, man, this is kind of like my time. You know, this is my time to get away from uh, the stresses of, of the workday, the stresses of, you know, what's happening with my clients, different things like that. So, you know, it is what it is. Sometimes you just got to suck it up. And so this guy comes down and for the next 30 minutes, uh, he's basically telling me how he's heard some stuff on this podcast and, you know, he just doesn't know too much about it. And he's not real sure. And And I'm telling you guys this knowing he's probably going to hear this. So, hey, man, if you hear it, I hope your day got better after we talk. Hope everything's okay with uh, your family member that you mentioned uh, was, you know, not feeling well. And I hope it wasn't the Rona. I know that uh, we, we kind of talked about how it didn't sound like those symptoms that, uh, that she was experiencing were anything uh, that you necessarily hear in the news about the Rona. But anyway, let's hope that's not the case. Hope you're doing well. But I'm going to go ahead and tell you about the conversation because I thought it was hilarious. He goes, yeah, he said, I hear this guy talking on his podcast and, and this guy, he's talking about shooting, 
22s out to 200 and 300 yards. And, and he's, and there's this Facebook group too. And, and, you know, these guys are talking about shooting 22s out to three or four or 500 yards. And he goes, I don't know, man. I mean, you know, most of these people that have podcasts and stuff like that and, you know, Facebook, I mean, they're keyboard warriors. They don't ever go out and actually shoot. They don't do any of these things. And I'm like, wow, you know, it's interesting. I'm, I'm getting a lot from this. So I was like, you know, man, do you mind telling me what's the name of the podcast? Cause I like podcasts. He goes, oh yeah. He says this goofy name. It's this, it's Rimfire Tactical. Well, you know, I'm sitting there with a big smile on my face. And I'm like, wow, that's an interesting name. That sounds pretty cool. And he's like, yeah, I guess so. You know, I think it's kind of goofy, but you know, anyway, so you know, I had a good laugh to myself. I never told the guy any different. Um, and, and I'm not going to tell you his name because he told me and I'm like, yep, you're there. Because <laughs> I went back and looked later to make sure he was actually even in the Rimfire Tactical Facebook group. And he is. But the hilarious part of this entire conversation is he goes, you know, the thing that gets me about a lot of these guys is they're snobs. They're stuck up snobs. And I was like, well, how, how do you mean? And he goes, well, he said, I'll give you the perfect example. He said, man, I've heard of these voodoo rifles and I've seen a bunch of pictures of them. He said, those things are expensive. And he said, there's a bunch of those guys on there that, that are, get those things. And not only do a bunch of those guys get on there and talk about them, the, that guy talks about them on the podcast. But to make it even worse, like, you know, people will, you know, put a post on Facebook and they're asking you know, for some suggestions on a, a rifle that they're looking to buy. And they're asking about maybe either buying like a, um, a Tika or maybe they're interested in buying a CZ or a Savage. He said, there'd be 15 people that'll come on and go, buy once, cry once, buy voodoo. Don't waste your money on all the other stuff. Learn from my mistakes. And so, you know, I'm, I'm kind of chuckling to myself because he's right. Those conversations happen a lot. Um, I am guilty, I am 100% guilty of telling some folks that myself. But, um, you know, then he, he, he went on to talk about, you know, um, people being snobs for ammo, snobs for scopes. So it got me thinking, you know, maybe there's something to this. Because, like I said, I have noticed uh, myself doing it, but other members of the Rimfire Tactical Facebook group doing the same thing. So I sat down and thought about it and said, you know what? He's right. There are snobs out there. There's snobs in every industry. There's snobs in every hobby out there. Uh, if you're into cars, um, you know, there are going to be people that are, are Ford snobs, Chevy snobs. There's going to be people that will tell you if your car doesn't come from Italy or your car doesn't come from Great Britain or Japan or the U.S., you pick it, you know, your, your car is junk. The same thing happens with, you know, other sports. If you, uh, if you play golf, if you don't have clubs made by this company, then yours is junk. Um, if you hit a certain ball, if you're playing with a, um, if you're hitting a, a top flight um, golf ball, you, you've got junk because the other guys hit only a Titleist, Titleist uh, Pro V1. Uh, I mean, the list goes on and on. And, uh, you know, we're not immune to this in the gun in, in the gun world, definitely not in the rimfire world. So what I came up with was the five different types of snobs in the rimfire shooting sports. Now, we're going to start off with my favorite thing, of course, which is rifles. 
So I've, I've written this out because I wanted to make sure that I was thinking it through and because there's kind of like a, a hierarchy. There's, there's sort of a list of snobs. Okay. And so what we're going to do is we're going to start with what I see people talk about all the time is like the, the rifles that they, um, they look down on. And the, what, what's interesting about it is, um, you know, depending on who you are and your background, your experiences, you may look down on a brand that somebody else thinks is perfect. And they may look at yours and say, you know, you're a snob because I'd never pay that. And when I say someone makes that comment, I would never pay that. I'm not talking about two or three or four or $5,000 I'm talking about, I've heard people say before, I would never pay $350 or more for a, a 22 rifle. Heck, it's just a 22. So, you know, with all that being said, I have seen, and you know, um, I have seen a lot of people talk down or look on uh, 